Hariom, and welcome to Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. Hariom, and welcome to Thinking is Free. My name is Akash, and today we have Ishanji. Hariom. Hariom. And also on the, the call today, we have a special guest who uh, we have joining in from Australia. Um, now, this person's coming to speak to us um, on the episodes that we've previously discussed. So as we've mentioned uh, earlier, the the series we've had is, or what we've been discussing is why we should work on ourselves um, and how we can work on ourselves in a spiritual way and the different practices. And now we've thought um, it'd be really great to speak to someone who is applying this in real life or bringing in, yeah, how, is that what you'd say, Ishanji? Yes, absolutely. I, I think, you know, Darren brings in... Should we introduce him first? Yeah, okay. So this this person has, for me, has been a friend and mentor. Um, and for the last 20 years, he's inspired over 500,000 students, staff, and parents across seven countries. Um, if I was to describe him or... Yeah, if I was to describe him to someone... Um, I would say that when he speaks, he commands the focus and presence of the entire room. Um, he's the director and a master of master speaker at Success Integrated, uh, and we'd like we'd like to introduce and welcome Darren Pereira to Thinking Is Free. Welcome, Darren. Mario, uh, thank you for the wonderful introduction. I'm feeling good about myself. No, it's a pleasure to pleasure to have you. And Darren um, is is not in the room with us physically, but he's actually in Australia. Don't hold that against me. <laughs> we won't. Um, how, are you, how are you, Darren? How's everything over there? Fantastic, yeah. And it's been a busy time for me the last few weeks because uh, we're back into school and uh, doing a lot of seminars, but uh, loving it. Everything's going well. Yeah, for sure. So, Darren, do you want to explain to us a little bit about what do you do? Okay, well, there, there's three things that I do, uh, and, and predominantly there's one. So predominantly I do, I speak. So I speak in, in the areas of motivation, uh, resilience, mental health, careers, leadership, and a range of other things. Um, and, and that's the majority of my work. I do that mainly in, in schools and secondary schools. And then I do one-on-one coaching, whether it's with business people or with individuals. And then I do um, corporate training for work in, in a, in a, to help people change their behavior over time. Okay. Um, and so do you just want to give a little bit of a history about Success Integrated and also maybe a little bit of, bit of history on how you started and where your philosophy and teaching comes from. Okay. Well, there's a lot in that. So I'll try and, I'll yep. try and do this quickly because sure. it, it could be a 10, it could be a 10 minute story, but basically, um, you know, I didn't question life and, and I did what my, essentially what my father wanted me to do. And as many Indians can experience or have experience. You can be a doctor, lawyer, accountant, you know, that type mm-hmm. of thing. So yeah. Which one were you, Darren? I was the accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have, probably should have uh, you know, included engineer in there as well. 
So yeah, I ended up becoming an accountant and, and luckily, you know, we, we were a humble background and then basically I was lucky enough to um, work for a, um, a, a big firm called KPMG and um, in Collins Street here in Melbourne and uh, within two years I'd realised I wasn't good with numbers. I was the worst performing individual out of 117 graduates that were taken in. Um, I had in my job my performance was getting um, criticised. My confidence had gone underground. Within two years, I was depressed. <laughs> and so a good friend of mine questioned me about my life. I was, I was a very strong, um, a very uh, um, devout Catholic. And he, he questioned me. He said, do you think Jesus is the son of God? This is at a lunch, by the way. Do you think well, Jesus is the son of God? Yeah. I'm like, what? He goes, what's your purpose in life? Said, Sorry? He goes, you know, what are you passionate about? I said, can we eat the sushi? You know, what's going on here? Like, why are you asking all these questions? Anyway, that was like a splinter in my mind at that time because I didn't have the answers to these questions and I certainly didn't have any conviction about any of them. Mm. And so that, that that journey of personal development, which led me into in, you know, spirit, uh, into, into the spiritual field, and um, I met a, a lady at, at KPMG who we got talking and she had some real knowledge about life and the world and God, and I ended up marrying her, but uh, she introduced me to Chimay Mission, and that's where I um, started that journey to understanding myself, the world, and God. And so, uh, and that's been, what, the last, wow, I don't know, it must be 25 or 26 years uh, that's been passed for me. Yep. So, you know, in, in what you do, how much of it is helping people work on themselves? I think it's entirely. <laughs> my, whole, my whole work is, is exactly that, is to help them become better, you know, um, help them to grow, help them to evolve, help them to solve their problems, uh, whether that be in the coaching aspect or with the, the corporate training, which is more on a, you know, a business level in that sense, but that's the minority of my work. And then certainly with speaking, it's absolutely that. Yep, yep. If, because normally when we think about, you know, um, succeeding in the world outside, it's almost all the time upskilling ourselves with better knowledge or better resources or better assets. How? What you do, how does that make a difference to people? Could you explain to us a little bit about that? Since we, we've taken up the topic of working on ourselves, we just want to explore this idea of how you approach working on an individual level um, exclusively, helping people succeed in the world through working on themselves, basically. Nothing else. Yeah, are you asking him what's the secret sauce? Yeah, yeah. So what's your what's your secret, secret. sauce, Darren? <laughs> what's my idea? <laughs> it's definitely not my secret, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, but I'll, I'll there's a number of things that you've asked in, inside of this. So the first thing I will say is, I believe the greatest investment you can make is the investment that you make in yourself. There's a, there's a term ROI in business, return on investment. And the greatest return on investment of your time 
is getting better because, see, we are the cause of the effect. So if I get better, it gets better. So when I get better, then my income gets better. When I get better, my relationships get better. When I get better, I become better at work. When I get better, my health gets better. So every part of every, every time I'm working on myself and getting better, it impacts all aspects of my life because I am the common denominator in my life. And so I think it's a, a great investment to do that. Now, when you are asking about success, let me tell you, I was obsessed with success. In fact, my company is called Success Integrated. <laughs> okay? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and, and if I look at a lot of my, my programs, they all have something to do with being the best and being successful. So it's like, you know, uh, study skills for success, you know, yep. uh, or, or somebody's got success without stress, you know. Um, so everything's got success, success. And I wasn't even aware consciously that that was my absolute preoccupation. Now, when we look at success, as you were saying, Ishanji, you were saying, you know, we work on ourselves to become more successful. But if we look at that model of success, it's so flawed, it's not funny. Now, so, so, you know, we success for in, in the world is about um, getting better for sure, but it's often about get, being better than others. Yep. So I need to be better than, I need to be better educated than you. And I need to be, I need to earn more money than you. And I need to have a better job than you. And I need to be more talented than you. And I need to be smarter than you. Yeah, I need to look better than you. Yeah, I need to have better things than you. Absolutely 100%. Akashi nailed it. It's a model of competition and comparison. And the world applauds it. The better you are, right, in comparison to others, the more, in inverted commas, successful you are and as far as i'm concerned it's toxic right it keeps us trapped in a negative and downward spiral because that's what i was doing and i was obsessed with it being number one being the best being successful and and you know i put in a lot of effort to to do that and in many respects i was able to achieve that now now that i'm successful especially from at least a materialistic point of view or at least what I call a superficial point of view, I tick most of the boxes that most people would want. I've got a beautiful wife and, and, and lovely kids. I've got, you know, uh, um, an, a lovely home. I've got, you know, you know, prestigious car. I've got all these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm successful, but am I happy? Mm. Do I feel now completely fulfilled? And the answer is actually absolutely no. <laughs> Because I thought that's what would make me happy because that's what I was pursuing. And I'm not saying, hey, I don't want any of those things. Don't get me wrong. I like those things. But it hasn't given me that, that those things haven't given me the fulfillment that I was deeply searching for through success. Yep, yep. This is exactly what we talked about the other day um, when we said, when we did the podcast, Spiritualizing Myself. Mm. We questioned the whole... um, way society has geared us to think about happiness and success and it's always looking outside whereas when we say 
spiritualizing myself it is getting a complete different perspective on happiness or success as Darren pointed out so okay how would you then explain happiness and success from your standpoint Darren so i think that's the point of spirituality <laughs> for me spirituality is connecting with my self with a capital s my higher self connecting with myself connecting with god connecting with others the and the world that that feeling of oneness that feeling of unity see when i don't feel connected to god myself others the world i i, I feel scared there's this fear that arises in me i feel isolated i feel alone i feel unloved i feel inadequate when i don't feel that oneness that connection with others in the world and god yep and what that what that what what happens then is I, i it creates a deep feeling of insecurity in me yeah you know, I, i heard once the two biggest fears in life are the fear of not being enough and the fear of not having enough it's a scarcity model why yep. because there's separation between me and others okay And, and and that's what I was talking about before about being better than others and that competitive and comparison model kicks in. So I, I need to fill that void that I feel on the inside by pursuing things on the outside. So what I'm what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I have a, a strong need to be validated, a strong need to be praised, to be loved, and to be accepted by others before I feel good about myself. Before I feel happy. but i felt that pursuing that hasn't worked because it's it's short-lived and it's fleeting i mean don't get me wrong when you get praised and when you gave me the introduction i thought wow gee boy that's <laughs> a million people. you're pretty good darren you know you, you do feel good yeah. don't get me wrong you, you you get a kick from that you enjoy it. but how long did that last that lasted about 10 seconds mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm i'm still not enjoying that that introduction now <laughs> i enjoyed it then and it's it's a diminishing return it's it's no longer fueling me yeah so when you think about it i i'm constantly going out in the world to get these things validation praise love acceptance etc it gives me a kick and then it goes and then guess what happens i need another kick i need another fix yep does that sound like something called an addict to you <laughs> right yes. this is called addiction yep And so me and I, and I think I I I would dare say others are also on the same boat we're addicted to it we 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 need it it's just like a drug addict needs their fix we need a fix on these things like validation praise love and acceptance that means i am not independent i am dependent entirely on other people validating praising loving accepting me before i feel good yep and this is what i call an addict Yep. So I need to look for something more everlasting, more complete and more fulfilling. Yes. And I I guess spirituality and especially Vedanta it helps us discover this sense of fulfillment, contentment within our own selves as you rightly pointed out that higher self within each one of us by connecting to that by rediscovering um our higher self. That is how Vedanta or spirituality proposes to make us or find happiness 
not in the world outside, but within each one of us. And you can call it God, you can call it truth, you can call it inner peace or containment. And, you know, what you call it is, it doesn't make a difference. Um, it's pointing mm-hmm. towards the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So over the years, do you think spirituality has changed the way you approach life? Obviously, you've discovered what the flaws in your approach were. Have they changed the way you do things and have they changed the way you help people as well? Because a big part of your work is assisting people and helping them be the best version of themselves and finding happiness and contentment and peace. Has that changed over the years? A hundred percent. I think in the initial stages, stages, and especially Vedanta, you know, if you're that inquiring type person, boy, oh boy, it is unbelievable to hear the knowledge because it explains essentially in, in summary, who is God, what is God, who am I, and what is this world? So you're, you're answering the big questions of life, the big questions of life. And so it's absolutely fascinating and, you know, intellectually, you know, fascinating and inspiring. Stimulating. No question Stimulating, right? absolutely. Anyone who's got a thinking mind, you can't go past it, aren't they? Mm. At the beginning, and I think you get drawn to spirituality after you've been smashed around a little bit, you know, or, 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 or you've been, you're not, you're not extracting out of life. When I said life, I mean you know, relationships, work, whatever it might be. When you haven't got what you wanted, you start seeking, you start looking for answers. And Vedanta definitely gives you that. Yep. I think at the beginning, there was a real intellectual fascination because it was answering all these questions that I had. Um, so 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 thoroughly and and, and, and deeply um, and completely. Uh, but I think for a, a fair while there, it was academic, you know. And you get a bit of an ego about having knowledge. Ah, uh, you know what is happiness, and you can explain what happiness is, and happiness is not in objects, and you can explain all this in a very technical way. And you you have a little bit of a superiority complex. I know more, you know. Mm. I, I know this, and and it's great. And you can go and pontificate it all day long. You act like, you act like an idiot because that, that person is talking about it can't live it. They look more hypocritical than anything else. Better you, you at least you have an excuse. You don't know, right? Yeah. So it was academic there for a while, and 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 and, and I sounded intelligent and good. But at the end of the day, you start to realize that the knowledge that I have or I've gained from the grace of God and from these gurus that have t- taught us, right? The knowledge and what I'm living, there's a gap, and there becomes a big gap. And at some point, you, you you realize that gap, and you feel pretty bad about yourself. You say, "God, for years I've been talking about this stuff. Yet, am I any happier than I was five years ago? Yeah. <laughs> you know, am, am I am I have I have I ta- have I had a lick of this bliss? You know, like no." So, I mean, you know, my life is getting better, but really, am I, am I really experiencing this? And the answer is no. And then you feel really bad about that. You can feel guilty and you can feel like you haven't progressed. Um, but I think at some point when you, and it's happened to me over time, where I go, look, it's not enough just to know. 
Yep. I need to experience this. I'm looking at people who are living this and they're saying this is the truth and I've watched them. And I mean, I can remember, I came from Catholic background. So even though I'm Indian, uh, mm. every part of me looks, I was not Indian in my mindset. I was Western in my mindset. Yep. So I was watching who were these orange people in robes and white people bowing to them. And, you know, I, I looked them up and down. I watched from 5 o'clock in the morning to 12 a.m. Every behavior, every breath, I watched it. Okay. And I'm seeing that these, these spiritual and spiritually enlightened beings, they, they're doing, they're living this actually, you know. And so it was like I need to I need to live this, and so it, it changed. It definitely it then I took it from academic to now let's get hardcore on my practice on what we on what we're familiar with calling sadhana. Yes. How can I use this sadhana, these spiritual practices, to actually experience this? And so I, I I've I don't know if you've heard of this before, but it's called the four stages of spiritual growth. Do you want to share what they are? Yeah, I'll share it. It's beautiful. Um, the first stage is life happens to me. This is called victim stage. I have no control over what goes on. You say something to me, you, and I, I start crying because you said something, and I, I don't have any control over life. Life happens to me. Second stage of growth is life happens by me. Right? So one is to me, victim. Next one is by me. I'm responsible. I have a level of control over over the experience I have in life. I can set goals. I can make things happen. Yeah? Yep. And, and I think I lived a lot of my life in that stage two. Uh, you know, if, 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 I, you know if, if the circumstances aren't congenial, I'll make those circumstances congenial uh, uh, through what I call sheer hard work, effort, and force. Okay? Yep. And that really, really killed me. Okay? But I was making things happen. You know, in the world of the, the, you know, success, I was making it happen. It was terribly hard. Then the third stage, and this is you know, answering the question about, you know, has it changed? This is the change. The third stage is life happens through me, which is the, 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 the stage of surrender. Now, when, you're, when, you, when you think life happens by me, and that's your mindset, that's your uh, paradigm, then I've got to exert force and I've got to make things happen. And you've got to work really hard to make it happen. But when you, and it, but it's, it's, it's tiring and it's exhausting and it's stressful. But then when you go into this, what's called surrender, it's a completely different game. It's absolutely game changing. And it's where life happens through me. Now, it's a big shift because force is no longer required. Allowance, acceptance is now what you're doing. You're allowing allowing a greater force, God, call it what you want, mm-hmm. um, to you know to channel through you, like as in you are an instrument, and it's and and God is working through you. Yep. And this is the stage I'm now sort of trying to 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 work with. I'll just mention the fourth stage and I'll come back to it. And the fourth stage is life happens as me, which is the real life. 
place master the you know the realized saint you know yep and so you know that's nowhere near that so and and we can just because you might be in one area like let's say oh, let's say let's say I'm fully in the surrendered state which I'm not but let's say I was at stage three that doesn't mean that I don't flick from being a victim and then sometimes going into being responsible it can change so in my relationships I might feel like a victim in my work I might feel like I'm surrendered and I'm, I'm an instrument. And in other areas, I feel like I, I'm responsible. Mm. So you can flip through these, but this is when you start to talk about what was the change. The change is now stop being a control freak. Stop trying to exert all this effort to try and make it happen. Be still. Yep. Be calm. Relax and allow the 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 the, the higher the higher self or the force mm. or God to start operating. Listen to that. Tune into that. And, and let yourself be guided by that force. And it's it's like going into a river and flowing with the current. It's so easy, it's so easy, it's, it's slow, it's beautiful. It's a completely different world. Yeah. Would, would you say this is akin to popularly known in the world outside as, you know, aligning yourself with your true purpose in life? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I Would have it resonate with that? Yes and no, I'll say. Okay. That. So the first one is it depends on what you refer to as purpose. If you're referring to purpose as in what I call individual purpose, mm-hmm. and in Vedanta we call like like like, like swabhav, your 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 flow. Oh no no no, sorry, that's different nature. So if, I might say so. Here, here there's a, a great quote that I got. I heard it was amazing. He said, "The two most important days in your life." Are the day that you were born and the day that you found out why. Right. And yeah. so and so I'm gonna call this the individual purpose. Mm-hmm. So and this is often what you know, the, the the scarring, the trauma, some issues that we had in life. Yep. We then say, Hey, now my purpose in life is to yeah, because I had a trouble from childhood. You know, and, and I felt rejected by people and didn't feel comfortable with myself, etc. So now I feel my purpose in life is to help people be unapologetically themselves. Yeah. Right? Feel free to be me. That's my what I call my individual purpose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, does that align, does surrender align to individual purpose? I don't think so necessarily. You can still do, it, do that through force. Yeah. But the ultimate purpose, <laughs> which is to aligned to the bigger self, mm-hmm. um, that would be absolutely in the in the realm of surrender. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah? Yep, it does. Nice. And so when you go out and you do your talking with students and um, leadership um, workshops, corporate, corporate, yeah, co- yeah. corporate workshops, How much of it is focused on this aspect that you just spoke about for yourself, this rediscovering the different levels of being? One is obviously having life happen to you and then by you. And then the third one was happening through you. Through you. How much of, yeah, how much of it is taken on board by people in the world outside? 
So I think for the majority of the talks I do in schools and in corporate, I would say it would be stage two. Life happens by me, you know, Mm. or, 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 or by you. So it's okay, you know, you set goals and you do this and you do that. And and, and, and and for the most part that's what I'm you know, I hired to do. Because if as soon as I speak about surrender, yep. right, then surrender to what? Yeah. God. This is not something spiritual. Yes. But you can allude to it. Yep. Um, and you can talk about it in different ways. It's all about language, right? Mm. You know, um, listening to the voice within. Yeah. Yeah. So you can talk about it. listen to it, you know, your your inner voice, your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't talk much about that because, uh, especially with teenagers, because gee whiz, they're they're probably sitting in life happens to me, and they're struggling to get to life happens by me. Yeah. You know. So what do you talk about? surrender? I mean, if you sort of spoke to me about surrender, even you know five, you know, say seven years ago. I'm like, okay, it sounds great and all that, but, you know, thanks. But that would be wonderful to get it, but, you know, I'm not at that stage, right? Yeah. I, I still want to control everything. So it's about ages and stages. Yes. Yeah? So uh, but when I go into coaching and there's, you know, if I have a, uh, a relationship with that person and there's a, very, there's, there's a lot of trust and everything, I can go to that, to that level. But what I want to do now is the next stage for me is to talk explicitly about these Four stages mm-hmm. of, of, of spiritual growth, and, and to and to do that, you know, that that that's my majority of my work. And then the work that I'm doing in the schools and all of that is run predominantly by other people. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, like in our previous podcast, we discussed this idea of swadhyaya and sadhana of understanding what the scriptures have to teach us about life where happiness is and then as you said that bridge between what we know and what we do bridging that with spiritual practices sadhana i think you covered all those points so beautifully and being a spiritual seeker yourself it i think it comes across very nicely to all of us that spirituality has a profound impact on how we look at things, how we do things. And it definitely gives us an edge over the old ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. I, I think even just the way, you know, you mentioned the four ways that you experience life, life, you know, was a really good way of summing up the way we've spoken about the, like on working ourselves and learning through or how spirituality can help us, right? Where when you're just focusing on the world outside, you just think of, yeah, life is happening to me. Or by me at the or most. by me, you know? And then it's only when you start questioning like what we've talked about and where that true happiness comes from and what true happiness is, that's when you, I think, that's when you start thinking this is happening through me. Through me, you know? And as me. Yeah. It's just a, a really nice way that, you know, you've put it there, Darren. No, I, I wish I came up with it, but I didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it, it's good but to yes, know that all it, of this has been given to us as a gift 
through our culture, through our traditions, through our teachers. And it, it's not something new. Not It is groundbreaking. We think it's groundbreaking. For, but for them, it was a way of life. And mm. it, it's something that we can adopt and tap into if we give it a chance. Look, I agree with you. And, 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 and I, I do want to say something, though, and, 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 and it can be very frustrating, Ishanji, especially you, you as, a, as a spiritual teacher um, and, and, and for people on the path. Sometimes, you know, when we, when we, when we get that, that lick, <laughs> when, we, when we taste it, um, we have that experience and we go, oh, my goodness, this old way of living or this old paradigm is, 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 is not good. We've got to do it this way, you know. And we get excited and we get inspired and we want other people to see it. We want other people to experience it because out of our love, we want them to have the same experience. Mm. And, and what I've found is that that a, a bit of wisdom is required because what I, what, what I was saying earlier on was that until you get kicked by life <laughs> enough mm-hmm. to go, like until I got exhausted, like literally exhausted. I, I am exhausted. I am stressed out. Yes, I'm achieving. I'm getting the money and all sorts of stuff. But I'm not happy. I'm exhausted. Until you get kicked around enough, that's when you start questioning, and that's when you can open up. So for a lot of people, and this is very unfortunate, but it seems to be for the overwhelming majority of people, it's feather, brick, bust. What do I mean by that? I, I believe that life is constantly trying to tap you on the shoulder, if you like, whisper in the ear to you to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. And so it first comes to you as a feather, a little tickle. Hey, oh gosh. Yep. You need to do this. And you just, you, it's like a feather, a little tickling, and you just sort of brush it off. Yep. Right? And then, Okay, you're not picking up, you're not learning the lesson. So then the feather needs to turn to a brick. And a pow, <laughs> smack in the face. Whoa, what was that coming from? Like, you know, this was like, um, for me, KPMG. Right. Like, what are you doing here? What, 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 why are you in this job? So what's happening is I get bad performance appraisals. I'm being compared to everyone else. I'm the worst in the organization, etc. That's a brick in the face. Okay? Yep. But no, that's how I don't want to listen to that. And then you try and recover. The next one is a bust. You're walking down the street metaphorically and suddenly you turn and boom, the bus hits you. And now you're in the metaphorical ICU. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in the metaphorical ICU, you've almost got no other option but to change because yep. you're desperate to get out of that situation, right? Yep. And so for many people, it takes that bus, it takes that catastrophe, that major trauma, that huge setback before we wake up. And it's very, uh, you know, I, I say in my seminars, there's three types of people. There's dumb people, there's smart people, and there's wise people. And I know as soon as I say this, the educators in the room start panicking. <laughs> they, think, they, think I'm gonna, they think I'm talking about academics. And I said, this has yeah. got nothing to do with academics. I said, dumb people make mistakes and they repeat them. <laughs> yep. I said, smart people make mistakes just like dumb people but they learn from it and wise people learn from other people's experience mm. now you know in some ways 
I have been able to do that in my life. You know, my dad was a drunk and he, 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 um, he was gambled a bit, not out of control or anything like that, but yeah. and, and he smoked, drunk and gambled, right? Um, and uh, he didn't womanize. Okay, but that would have been a real trouble. But anyway, but um, so, you know, like and these, these are vices and I really didn't do that. So I sort of, I can say that I, I was in that sense wise. I, I learned from my father's experience. But for many of us and for most of the time, we find it hard to learn from other people's experience. Why? Because the desires in us are so strong. We're so addicted, as I was saying, that we can't help ourselves. Mm. We just keep getting sucked back into, oh, if I get this beautiful girl and I and, and, and this and that, the other, then I'll, I'll be happy, I'll live happily ever after. Or, you know, if I get this job and then I get this money, then I'll be happy. And if I get this, yeah, and, and, you know, you just need to get kicked enough times to go, you know, this is the fifth time I've done this. Mm. And it's, not bringing happiness to me. Now, hopefully, and that's why I always say I wish upon all people just to have that kick, the one that really hurts. I don't want them to suffer, but until they suffer, then they won't learn. Right? So it can be very frustrating for spiritual teachers to, you know, with their inspiration, we say, don't do that, don't fall off the cliff, but sometimes you've got to let them fall off the cliff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they will realize and then they will come. And yeah. For me, it's taken me a long time, yeah. unfortunately. Unless we belong to the third category, the wise ones. And, you know, we name this podcast Thinking is Free because if you're able to think about it properly and see the pitfalls in those kind of um, approaches to life and hopefully we learn from other people's mistakes or we can anticipate the errors of our ways and change, maybe it would be a better way of learning than, as Darren said, whether it's getting hit by a bus or a brick, both of which would be extremely painful. Um, a little bit of thinking can go a, f- a long way. Most definitely. Uh, a yeah. huge way, if, if possible. <laughs> if the desires aren't so strong, that agitates your mind so much that you can't think, because thinking is free, yeah. but proper thinking <laughs> yes, it's, it's difficult when the mind is full of agitation and desire, right? Yes. Which is stemming from that feeling of I'm not enough and I'm insecure and I need something from the outside to fill me up. Yeah, Darren, just before we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to say or share? No, I feel like I've, you know, I feel like you've asked me some really good questions, and I, and I feel like I've shared what I wanted to share. I, and, you know, I, that last part that which I said was about, you know, some people just need to learn and listen the hard way sometimes. Yep. It is important and just be wise enough just to go, you know what, now's not the time. <laughs> just let that one let that one be and, and be, and, you know, that's, it takes a lot of patience you know, to see your loved ones fall, to see the people you care about make mistakes. Yep. Um, but if you try and do it prematurely, it, it can actually be worse. Because mm-hmm. better you tell them, you, you, you drop the mic on them at the time when they're receptive and ready, yep. then doing it early, and then they go, oh, and then when they, and then when they really need it, you, you say it again. They go, oh, that all this stuff it doesn't work. Yes. No, it doesn't work. You didn't work yet. That was the problem, right? So, um, yeah, that's the only thing I probably wanted to add. But um, yeah, no, there's some really insightful questions, and, and hopefully, I was able to articulate myself in a way that was helpful for others. Thank you so much, Darren. Um, your insights, your experiences, they obviously help us understand how to do things better. Um, 
you have a vast amount of experience dealing with people um, and all of it helps us understand life better. So thank you so much. Just, My pleasure. Thank you. And just to add to it, I think it was really great as well just to hear your your story as well, you know, in the sense that you were focused outwardly, you thought this was what you needed in life to be successful um, and then questioned um, where true happiness is and is coming from and therefore looked within and changed your life or redirected your life to you know, what you want and where you want to be. So no, thanks for that as well, Darren. My pleasure. My pleasure. How are you, I'm Darren? How are you, and have a wonderful rest of the day. For sure. Cool. Thank you very much, Darren. Thank you, Shanji. And thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Thinking is Free. How are you? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. For more information on events, courses, server projects and study groups, please visit chinmaya.org.nz. Arion.